0: Show. I'm Phil Vecchio.
1: And I am back to distance learning Janelle Vecchio.
0: Well, you never really left Distance Learning.
1: Yeah, but last week I was Thanksgiving break Janelle. Oh, I gotcha. Get okay. it. I see. Get it.
0: Your your self-tags are always so good. They're always so entertaining. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That's... But only three more weeks till I'm winter break,
0: Janelle. Oh boy. <laughs> I am excited about that.
1: It's amazing like how off schedule like you can get
0: in nine days. Nine days.
1: It was nine days and the first few days I didn't adjust to the schedule. I was waking up early. Yep. Watching The Crown, which I'll talk about later. But um Then I couldn't fall asleep till three AM. Yeah. Three AM.
0: Welcome to my world. I never am not on that schedule, even I when like, I do have to get do, up.
1: How does do this. I was like, I did a little bit of the puzzle. And then I like laid down and tried to go to sleep. And then I was like, was, I'm not going to fight this. So I read a little. And then I did a little um Candy Crush. I mean, it's wow, been many Wow, you're minutes. really
0: reaching back for that. I
1: played a, some Rook online.
0: Yeah. Surprised you didn't bust out Bejeweled. <laughs> some Snake maybe. <laughs> You used to play Bejeweled a lot.
1: I did. I love Bejeweled, actually. Well... I wonder if they have it on the phone.
0: I can never not sleep in. There's never a time when I'm not able to sleep in if, I, if I'm if i not forced to wake mm-hmm. up.
1: When you have to go number twosies.
0: Yeah, but I can go back to sleep, though.
1: Sometimes you don't.
0: Sometimes. But that's a very rare occasion.
1: Or if you need to... Buy some turnips on Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, but that's just before noon, though. <laughs> just have to get up before noon. That's not a problem. You know what else isn't a problem? What? Talking about the news. And now the news.
1: All right, so you're going to rate and re- <laughs> you're going to rate and review us.
0: Tell them what they're going to do.
1: On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts and tune in.
0: In fact, I would even go so far as to say this. If you haven't done that, or maybe you've already rated and reviewed and stuff like that. But if you were to share a post that you listen to this podcast or maybe tell a friend that you listen to the podcast, That would be even a bigger favor.
1: Yes, it would.
0: Because that's like direct recommendation, you know. That's 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 as good as it gets. Perf. Well, um, let's see. If you guys would like to write to us, you can do so at mandarianorangeshow at Mm gmail.com. That is the uh, easiest way. Or you can also go to our Facebook group, Mandarian Orange Show, the group, or just the Facebook page and uh, message us through that. That's an easy way to do it. What else? What else we got?
1: So we also have an Instagram at Mandarin Orange Show. And you can message us there, too. Yeah. And we have a Twitter.
0: Which you can't message us at.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can. We, mm. just, won't see we
0: just won't see it. We just won't see it. Yeah. By the time you hear this the 30-day TV pilot challenge will be over. So I will not be posting more stories about that on our Instagram, but it's a good chance to do other varieties of things. You never know what I'll do. Yeah. It could be anything. Funny, serious, dramatic. You never hilarious. know. Always. All four of those.
1: <laughs> you know, you can follow a Twitter that I do monitor. What's that? And that's my teacher Twitter, at Vecchio 7 if you are interested in the inner workings of a third grade teacher, go ahead and just give it a follow at Mrs. Vecchio7.
0: Is that M-I-S-S-U-S Mrs?
1: No, it's not missus. <laughs> M-R-S. For those that were confused. <laughs>
0: Um, and finally, on the promotional side of things, Alex P. Keaton is my friend. Is my other podcast that I'm currently doing, and it's, uh, it's fun stuff, and we'll be returning uh, this week, so hopefully you guys can uh, give it a listen. Check yeah. it out. A lot of things going on in that world.
1: I've been listening.
0: I know. It's really fun. I like when I get up in the morning, I hear Janelle's in the shower, and I can hear her listening <laughs> to Keith and I talking. In the shower. You
1: guys are funny.
0: Thanks. Mm -hmm. So you heard it here first. Listen to it in the shower because it's a good shower pod. And that's
1: a big compliment because I rarely have time to listen to podcasts like I used to. I
0: know. So you have to listen to mine. Mm -hmm. So also coming up on December 12th is Blue Christmas. It's the 23rd annual Blue Christmas I'm extremely excited. We're doing this live streaming thing. I've already been hearing from some of the bands. They're getting their stuff ready. Some of the stuff will be pre-recorded, but we'll play it during the live stream. Other stuff will be done live. Um, and, of course, if you miss it on the actual December 12th, you'll be able to um, catch it later on, um, you know, on, on video. It'll be on the Facebook page. It'll be on our YouTube channel. On Popvox music, that is, but we'll share links to it um, on the Mandarian Orange Show stuff. Very, very cool. And we're actually going to be doing like an ongoing series of um, mini concerts, like live streaming concerts online um, through Popvox music, tentatively titled "Popvox Presents," subtitled "Short Live Streams from Excellent Indie Artists." Wow. Yeah.
1: I really like that title. I
0: do, too. And I spent my entire shower today thinking both of that and the subtitle.
1: Phil often comes up with his best ideas during the shower. Yeah,
0: I do. It's just like an isolated think tank. It's also probably why I take half an hour in the shower sometimes. They so don't realize I'm just standing there <laughs> thinking. Anyway, um, we had some cool stuff in our house over the last week. What did we do since we spoke last
1: Well. We just had such a good break. Like, it was very restful. We're usually always traveling, which is also restful for us. But this was a whole new level. Yeah. We just took it easy. And on Thanksgiving Day, it wasn't, like, as stressful as I thought it would be. Like, kind of doing all parts of a meal, you know. But everybody pitched in. Everybody helped clean up.
0: I would say having the honey-baked ham and then the pre-cooked turkey made it so it was man- more manageable. Like,
1: yes, we'll be doing that again. I think
0: that's that was, at least for us, for now, that was the way to go, because doing all the sides first, wasn't that bad, yeah. you know?
1: And it was our first time doing it, so yeah. we, we needed a little break.
0: And we still have the tail end of the leftovers, which is fantastic
1: yeah i'm gonna put that bone in the crock pot with some split peas Ham bone the hawk yeah. <laughs> phil really likes that word this week. i
0: don't know if that's the part of the ham it is but i like saying ham hock you want um, some of this hawk
1: <laughs> anyways um we just had a great time now our pumpkin pie to go moldy apparently
0: you need to put it in the fridge Well it was after though like during the leftover stage
1: not thanksgiving it no was this like is a couple lit- days later night. yeah
0: because we do still like i said have remnants and we couldn't fit
1: it in the fridge something had to go
0: but i would say that was like not too bad of a like that was the one casualty mm-hmm. well and in some rolls also went moldy.
1: A lot of rolls went moldy. That was Because for some reason, I bought a Costco-sized bag of rolls, and then... But,
0: like, earlier on, because yeah, we were trying to, like, not I miss didn't out want on them it. to
1: run out, because I knew everything would be out the day before,
0: and... Oh, so I guess we, we gotta, like, find the balance between not too early, but not so late that we miss out on them entirely.
1: Well, it sounds like maybe for Christmas we can, uh... Do a, a another try at it yeah. since it looks like we're not going anywhere. <laughs> but I
0: would say for our first ever Thanksgiving at home, at our home, mm-hmm. with us running it, uh, it was pretty uh pretty good. We had Successful. a good time. Everyone said the things they were thankful for. hmm Which is, you know, one of those crucial elements. Yep. And uh yeah, it's pretty great. It's great. We also like zoomed or whatever, I guess it was Google Hangout or whatever it's called now. Uh, with my family, both during the meal time and then also we like watched a TV show together afterwards.
1: Saying you zoomed with somebody is like when people used to say they xeroxed to paper.
0: Exactly, we video or they chatted went to the
1: versateller, <laughs> or
0: you use a Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, well, we video chatted with the fam. Yes, so that was good.
1: It was really fun. We played some games. We watched some TV. Yeah, it was a good. Good visit.
0: And I think that's it for the news, right? We're back in school now? Yeah. Things are going along. You know what's going on in the world. We're not to tell you about that stuff, it's just our news.
1: We were TV stars.
0: Oh, I can't believe I forgot about this. This is very important. So, yes, we talked about us winning AFV. Yeah. The uh, aftermath has been that we have been getting, (laughs) we're still, even like today, getting messages from people congratulating us, sending us videos of themselves watching it and stuff like that, which is really fun.
1: Now with streaming, people, like, stretch it out. Catch it later
0: and stuff. But I can't believe I almost forgot this. I finished the 5,000-piece puzzle just in time for Thanksgiving. Oh, my
1: God. And, guys, he started a 3,000-piecer, and he promises it'll be done.
0: By Christmas? Oh, easy. That'll be easy. Because I started it, like, what, two days after Thanksgiving? And it's already, I got the border, I got the outside already done, I got huge chunks already in the middle. 3,000 is nothing.
1: Yeah. And I decided um, I'm going to start doing my old-timey hobby I haven't done in years. I'm going to pull out the scrapbooking stuff, people.
0: But you haven't yet. You're still doing jigsaw puzzles.
1: Well, I want to get through the jigsaw puzzles that, like, my sister sent us, listener of the show. I want to get through those because I want to puzzle it up. But then the next project is going to be scrap.
0: Well, also before Thanksgiving, we completed our amusement park. We did our giant Legoland Lego and... The kids had done all their different amusement park sets, and they built their own rides, and we had a huge thing. And I think you posted clips. On
1: TikTok.
0: Yeah, we also posted on Instagram a bunch. We might have even posted one in the Facebook group, I think. Like a little video of it. I think the boomerang I'm going to tell
1: you how many views I got on TikTok.
0: Yeah, we have not figured out how to crack TikTok.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently you have to put For You Page, which I didn't know you did that.
0: I don't know. I mean I just saw that on those stuff that you showed me before, so All but
1: right. It, we we got two hundred thirty four views. Two
0: hundred thirty four. Wow.
1: But yeah, it's a great little TikTok of the amusement park if you wanna go to our at Mandarin Orange show TikTok.
0: Yeah. There's not a lot there, but we got a few things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got that, we built that all up, and then we cleaned that up, and also I finished my puzzle, and we cleaned that up before Thanksgiving, and now you've got a new puzzle out, the kids are doing Legos on one part of the table, I'm doing the 3,000 piece in one corner, and then we've been working on together the giant NES Lego. It's so cool. It's very, very cool. We're just a little bit of it into it. It's the biggest Lego I've ever done, I'm pretty sure. It's like over 2,000 mm-hmm. pieces. It's super rad. Yeah. So, and we'll be posting pictures of that and stuff too. It's also been on Instagram. I've been posting about that. So, yeah, it's exciting stuff. That's
1: so exciting!
0: So it took me fifteen months to do the seven thousand five hundred piece one. Mm-hmm. Took me six months and three weeks about to do the five thousand piece one. Mm-hmm. I'm calling just under a month for this three thousand piece one. I've actually done one 3,000 piece one before, and it took me a few months, but it was really hard. It was like a black and white Picasso one, and that was really tough. Whereas this one, it's a world map, It'd be a lot easier.
1: You know your maps.
0: Well, and it's just there's colors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was abstract shape abstract shapes all in uh, in black and white. So <laughs> sounds fun. Well, I enjoy it, but it took a lot longer. Well, and you know what else takes longer? 30 days, in fact. It's the 30-day TV pilot challenge.
1: So, Phil has been throwing around ideas for next year, as often he does. During the end. Yes. What's, and he, what's
0: next year's 30 day challenge? Uh,
1: was thrown around the idea of doing a thousand piece puzzle every day.
0: <laughs> For 30 days. I could definitely do it. I definitely have that many puzzles. Janelle says she's not sure if she wants me to commit that much time to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could do 500 pieces, but that's just, like, child's play. It's not even worth my time. It's not even
1: a challenge.
0: 500 piece, when I'm looking at puzzles, like if I want to get a new puzzle or something I'm interested in, a good picture, 500 pieces is the bare minimum. But it's got to be, like, a really good picture for me to get a 500 piece one. 1,000 pieces, you're pretty standard, you know. Then anything above that is great.
1: Well, let's see where we're at in the world.
0: We'll look. Because if we're still quarantined, sure, why not? But below 500 <laughs> pieces, oh, gosh, I hope not at that point, but who knows. Below 500 pieces, that's stuff I do with, like, the kids. Like, but, I mean, now.
1: Not like, anymore. No, but, I mean,
0: like, when they were little, we would, you know, I would do kitty ones. But yes. there. Luke's been doing, like, half of my 3,000 pieces now, you know. They're, Audrey, like, does the whole 1,000 ones all by herself.
1: But we have a whole 11 months to decide.
0: You're not committing to that yet, is what you're telling me. Yeah. All right. Well, this year's challenge, the 30-Day TV Pilot Challenge, is almost over. As of this recording, today's actually the last day, and I haven't watched the pilot yet. So we'll have one more uh, time to talk about it on the Mm -hmm. next episode. But let's go over the ones that we did since the last time we recorded. Okay. Okay. Um, some of them you watched with me, some of you did not. The last one we talked about in the last episode was Kim Possible. So we're jumping in on day 24 was Eureka. You didn't watch that one, did you?
1: I started it.
0: Just a little bit, though. I feel yeah. like you fell asleep pretty quick. I did. Um, it was fun. It was kind of like, I mean, it reminded me something of like a live action Gravity Falls type of thing where there's a weird town in the Pacific Northwest and strange things happen. Um, it was,
1: it definitely had like a cable,
0: yeah, like a TBS type like, vibe. Type, yeah, film. which is not always bad, but definitely you know like a little lower budget. Um, yeah, but not like bad in any way. Uh, that was fun. You know, I might watch some more of that. It wasn't enough to like hook me. Like, it wasn't incredible. There's so many
1: that we gonna be like, oh, we need to
0: watch this
1: and this and this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, was, it was fun. It's one I might check out, but it's not like a must-do. Right. Um, let's see. The next one, on the 25th, I watched Burn Notice. Now, this is one that my parents have been trying to get me to watch for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they were glad they finally had a way to get me to have to watch it. When I was talking to my mom on the phone, she was like, Wait, if we all just vote for it, you have to watch it? I'm like, yeah. That's how the game works.
1: <laughs> You've been telling me. I've been trying
0: to get itself. them all to vote. But once she made the connection that she could coordinate... Her household to all vote for me so that I had to watch what she wanted me to watch. Then, then it was all over. So burn notice.
1: Burn notice was really fun. It was
0: really fun. Um, It was to me in a lot of ways. It has a lot of connection with a team. Like it's kind of a similar setup. Uh, You know, government agent who you know has to go off the grid because they're accused of a crime they didn't commit, Mm -hmm. and then he does. You know, basically like mercenary jobs to help people though. Uh, while he's staying underground, you know, trying to figure out his yeah. own mystery. I mean, it's exactly the same setup as the A-Team with, you know, a little bit different structure. But uh, it was really, really good. So later on, this one didn't work because it wasn't on one of the streaming services. So it couldn't count as one of the TV pilots. Yeah. But we also watched the show called Leverage with them, which is even more similar to the A-Team. But that one was also really good, too.
1: And That's on IMDb TV. Yeah, with commercials. So with
0: commercials, so that we couldn't count for the contest. Yeah. But anyway, those I, to me, those two are connected because those are two that my parents for years have and been trying to get me them to watch
1: on Thanksgiving.
0: That's right. Well, the other thing on the actual Thanksgiving Day, the twenty sixth, was Ugly Betty. That's what we watched on Thanksgiving night.
1: Oh, it was. Yes. Okay.
0: That's the one we watched. We streamed with them. Remember? Got it. Um, What do you think of Ugly Betty? You watched that one.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about that one.
0: Yeah, like I, I kind of can't believe that one didn't. I can't believe I never watched that before. it.
1: It was on my radar. I remember like thinking, "Okay, am I gonna commit to watching New Girl or Ugly Betty?" And I went New Girl, but I think Ugly Betty might have been more my
0: jam. Yeah, it's it's more appealing to me from what I've seen, <laughs> and it was. Well, so America Ferreira, who we love in Superstore, mm-hmm. obviously. And it just, I don't know, it was really, really funny, but also touching. But is also kind of structured like, like a telenovela. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. So, I don't know, I i, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was great, and I definitely want to watch more of that.
1: Me too.
0: Speaking of shows that we definitely want to watch more of, next, on the 27th, we watched The Queen's Gambit. What did you think of that?
1: So good. So, like, captivating. So beautiful.
0: This is on Netflix, and it's uh, the one about chess that everyone... Probably everyone's heard of this already.
1: Yeah. It's, like, the number one yeah. ra- rated show.
0: It's always... Like, I said this when we were doing the, the challenge on Instagram, but I love it when they can take a, a subject that's not really that interesting. I mean, I, like, I enjoy chess, whatever, but it's not, like, something you think about watching people do. But they can take a subject like that and make it really fascinating yeah. and exciting. That's that's good writing and filmmaking mm-hmm. there. So, is really good. Yeah, very intense. Very... Like, um, not for the kids, Mm-mm. but very 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 good. Very well done. But one we did watch with the kids was on the twenty eighth. We watched Lost in Space. This is the new one. It's I think it's Netflix, right?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah,
0: the Netflix one. What do you think of that?
1: I thought that was so fun and yeah. a great, like, family show.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like, older, older kids' family. Like, 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 I
1: would say, like, 10 and
0: up. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of peril, so they have to be able to handle some action adventure stuff. Some mild language.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it also has Parker Posey, so, you know, <laughs> I think that cancels it yes. all out. It's fantastic. Um, no, it was really fun. Yeah. The kids liked it, and too. And the kids
1: are like, what? We have to wait? <laughs>
0: Um, and then yesterday on the 29th, second to penultimate day, we watched The Gifted.
1: Mm-hmm. What do
0: you think of that one?
1: I really like The Gifted. Like, I, I had some um, connections to X-Men, and yeah. X-Men is one of my favorite superhero movies.
0: And it's like a sort so. of a spin-off of X-Men from yeah. what we can tell.
1: Because they talk about the
0: X-Men. Right. Um, we haven't seen any like direct connection other than them saying stuff. Like you know, no characters crossover. Well they're calling
1: but, them mutants. And- but yeah.
0: So that was really good. Um, and I think, again,
1: ended on the cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. I think it only went two seasons, but a lot of the superhero shows do that. They'll go a season or mm-hmm. two. But it's all, you know, connected. So yeah, another good Good one. That was the last one we watched.
1: Yeah. And then what are you going to watch tonight? I don't know.
0: Let's see. I'm going to check the poll here, see where we stand. So tonight, two of the top ones um, on the Mandarin Orange Show poll, or on the Facebook poll, rather, um, were uh, what do you call them? Anime shows. Mm -hmm. And my sister Melissa really wanted me to watch an anime show for one of them. So we decided to pick those. And it's between My Hero Academia, which is like her favorite one, or Food Wars, which apparently is also an anime show, not a cooking show.
1: (laughs) Which we looked at.
0: So, um, I guess we'll have to reveal what we're going to watch on the next episode. You guys will find out when we do our final wrap-up of the 30-Day TV Pilot Challenge. So, that's going to do it for tonight's challenge. And up next, we are going to jump right into our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our... Top 5! So, it is Top 5 time. We didn't get any specific listener mail this week, which is why we're not going to do it. A lot of people writing to us about AFV, but not specifically for the show. Everyone's on Thanksgiving break. We get it. Although, we did hear from friend of the show and listener, Michelle, Mm -hmm. that she will be writing in again soon. So, um, we're looking forward to that. (laughs) Um, But... For now, uh, don't forget to write us at mandarinornshow at gmail.com. And it's time for the top five. Now, we've been doing a lot of holiday themed stuff, food, movies, and whatever. So tonight I picked, let's do the top five Christmas songs. So why don't you go first, Chanel?
1: I'm going to go through in no particular order. All
0: right. That's so, how it
1: goes. Um, but this one is my favorite. Okay. I'm just going to say it. My number one favorite. Christmas song is We Three Kings.
0: Okay, interesting. I've always loved that like that one. minor key.
1: Ever since the made-for-TV movie <laughs> The Three Kings. Um, no, I liked it before that. I just think I like the beat of it. I like um, I know that there weren't necessarily three wise men or anything like that, but I just
0: Nor were they think, necessarily kings.
1: Yes. But I just... But there
0: was no drummer boy either, so it's okay. Yeah, it gets me (laughs) a Christmas spirit. Okay.
1: Um, And then my other favorite Christmas song is The First Noel. Oh. And there's this rendition of it that um, I really like that I did in my sophomore chorus
0: class (laughs) okay
1: um and it's really pretty so i have special memories of like singing that at christmas time
0: it's funny i thought you were gonna say like what band did it your favorite way but it was yourself that's good
1: this is myself (laughs) well it was funny because i moved in high school i moved from california to colorado right around right before christmas sophomore year my sophomore year um, so, you did.
0: You were two and a half years.
1: Two and a half years in Colorado. In Colorado. So I started at this new school. Um, I couldn't be on the cheerleading team, which I was in California, because they'd already done tryouts. Um, they didn't have a huge theater um, department. I had just made a really a lead role in the school play, so my understudy had Got to take over for, that. for me. And I was just, like, so down, and the counselor was like, well, how about you do chorus? I was like, chorus? Like, I'm not a singer. Like, I'm just, it's not for me. It's like, just try it. So I tried it, and then she tested me on the piano to see, like, what section I would be in. And I kid you not, I was the first soprano.
0: Wow.
1: Like... I never thought I thought that because my normal speaking voice, I mean I could get high pitched, definitely, but I feel like my voice was a this little bit deep. <laughs> Um and yeah, so I was a first soprano. I would move down to like second soprano on a lot of songs, but on the first Noel, I could hit those first soprano yeah. notes. So yeah, I was a chorus girl.
0: You were the first soprano on first Noel.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then I love The Little Drummer Boy. Um, it's the the rendition by Future Forestry is my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, especially when they play it live. Well, live is <laughs> Christmas. And then I love Silent Night because it just reminds me of sitting at the open fire and
0: Roasting Chestnuts
1: resting chest that's a different song though (laughs) i just love it it just reminds me of christmas and then this one is for nostalgia is Feliz navidad because back um when i used to do christmas programs my current school we don't do a christmas program but back when we used to do christmas programs i did david crowder's version of Feliz Navidad yeah. and I made like a little dance and the kids would like bring out instruments like they'd have them hidden behind their back yeah, like a and little then, inflatable yeah, trumpet or and whatever. then all of a sudden they'd bring them out and and we'd always be the hit.
0: I'm surprised you didn't say Meli Kalikimaka because that's the other one you would always do
1: I say. love that one too but Feliz Navidad's more rocking
0: alright did you actually stick to five? yeah oh, I'm impressed all right, we do have, we only had one overlap between us. Wow. Yeah. So here's my, now, I just have to preface this list with saying I love Christmas music. Yes. Like, absolutely love Christmas music. I was like, how is music. he ever
1: going to decide? I just had to pick five,
0: but honestly, I could, almost all of these I could swap out with any number of other Christmas yeah. songs. We start listening to Christmas music Thanksgiving week. And basically, listened through Christmas music all the we're way through started. early January, um, we've already listened to all of my vinyl records because we're home so much. We're getting to listen and to a lot never more music for
1: all the vinyl. So we've
0: gotten through every single Christmas record because I've got ones from years. My grandparents gave me all theirs, and they were done with having record players and you know all the stuff I bought over the years. Um, I have tons of CDs. Like I love 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 Christmas music. So that being said, I narrowed it down to an actual top five. My number one is the little drummer boy. That's my all-time favorite Christmas song. That one, I, I can actually say, that's my favorite. I love that song. Um, I again, I know it's not like biblically accurate necessarily. <laughs> it's a, it's a fictional story, but it's just such a great song. I love it. We've covered it on a Christmas album with our band, the Valets, and I just I if there's an album that has that a, a version of that on it, even if it's an artist I don't particularly care for. I will pick up it, just to hear the little drummer boy version. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick like a favorite one, that's really hard, because there are so many good ones. But it would either be White Heart's little drummer boy,
1: yeah,
0: or Jars of Clay. Future Forestry is up there, and I actually really like the for King and Country version too. Yeah, and then probably Family Force Five. That's my top five little drummer boy versions. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> I do
1: like Family Force 5, too.
0: So, Little Drummer Boy, my second favorite, and this one I would also say easily is actually a second favorite is Oh Holy Night.
1: Mm, that's a good one.
0: I love that one. We also cover that on a different Christmas album with our band, The Valets, because mm-hmm. I love that song so much. Um,
1: Available on iTunes.
0: That's right. Or wherever digital <laughs> music is sold. I um, love, love, love that song. It just Uh, the lyrics of that song are particularly powerful to me. And I just, that hit that high note, you know, when you hear a singer that can just really hit that high note, it's pretty spectacular.
1: Like a first soprano.
0: Like a first soprano, yeah. (laughs) Whatever that means. So other ones, now again, I could exchange any number of other songs because I just love them all. But here's the ones that I came up with that I'm feeling right now. For one is Silver Bells. I love Silver Bells. Just Silver that one. Bells. That it's one, Christmas like.
1: Christmas time in the city. It just
0: feels Christmassy. Like, when I start feeling, like, wanting to get in Christmas mood, that song will always get you. Yeah. In, like, a Christmassy mood, you yeah. know. Um, then, speaking of bells, I also have Come On, Ring Those Bells.
1: Oh, I do. Like, Come On, Ring Those Bells. Yes,
0: like the Christmas for Evie. Yeah. That was one of the records that we listened to. That one just has some deep nostalgia for me, too. I remember listening to that as a kid with my parents, you know. Um, and it's funny because listening to all these records, you know, does, I get so so nostalgic. But it's funny because it's not just like I'm thinking back to, it's like the Christmas music I listen to. These are the actual records we listened to when <laughs> I was a kid that I just still have, you know. Um, but I love Come On Ring Those Bells. And finally, I put Do You Hear What I Hear. That's a fun one. That's
1: a good one. I love that. It's just, you
0: know, another... It's kind of in the same category as a little drummer boy to me, like a little bit of a story song, yeah. but I just like the way it progresses, and it's fun.
1: That's one we used to do with the daycare kids a lot when I was... My mom had a daycare in our home growing up, and I was always in charge of the Christmas uh, program.
0: Did you, were you in charge, or did you make yourself in charge?
1: Um...
0: Like, did you someone know, assign neither, you that position? Neither here
1: nor there.
0: Who assigned you to be who in was charge the of that? one who
1: was getting flowers after the <laughs> performance. Uh, me. <laughs> Not the daycare kids, that's for sure.
0: Obviously. <laughs> um, but there's so many other ones, too, like... I love A Little Town of Bethlehem Mm -hmm. or Deck the Halls or Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I love them all. All of them. (laughs) But there are two Christmas songs I do not care for. Oh, I know it. they are. Yes. We actually just talked about this tonight with our kids. (laughs) Um, The first one, this one is a little touchy because... A lot of people like it. A lot of people like it, including my dad. My dad really likes this one, but this song has always driven me crazy. Um... It's called Mary, Did You Know?
1: Mary, Did You Know? Oh,
0: for one, it's just really somber for me. And even though, like, you know, I like a good, you know, What Child Is This? Or, you know, We Three Kings or whatever. Mm-hmm. God Rest Your mind. You know, I, I'm okay with even a minor key in Christmas. But for some reason, this one just feels very somber. No matter what version, it's always, like, mopey. Yeah. Right? Which I don't like the tone. Especially considering that the theme of the song is so hopeful and, like, exciting, but it just it doesn't fit. It's, like, fit. way to
1: be a talent. Yeah, the
0: music doesn't fit what it's saying, you know? I mean, at least We Three Kings is, like, a, it's the march, you know, this adventure mm-hmm. of these kings traveling far and wide, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, and
1: it's upbeat. This
0: one is, like, did you know all the amazing things Jesus is going to do? And it sounds like a funeral dirge. But the thing that drives me the most, nuts that's about this song, is that The answer to most of the questions, Mary, did you know that your child would be the son of God and whatever? The answer is yes, because the (laughs) angel came and told her directly all this stuff. And he even told her to name him Jesus and all this. Very well laid out all the things. And maybe not every single specific thing that he said, but for the most part, the answer is yeah. Yeah, I did know that. Why are you asking me that? That's a dumb question. (laughs) I just, I think that the lyrics are beneath us as a music listening population and, and I don't care part for it.
1: two of this rant is worship songs Phil, it's not like <laughs> well there's plenty
0: of that too <laughs> anyway that one I know my dad loves it and I try to like be nice when he you know hears it and whatever but I don't like that one I just I don't it does not connect with me especially as a Christmas song the next one is Christmas Shoes This one is just the most smarmy, schmaltzy... It just makes me, like, gag. Oh,
1: this is the one you played tonight. Yeah,
0: the whole premise of this one, and... I'm paraphrasing here, but it's basically a kid at a store who... He wants to buy shoes for his mom because she's going to die before Christmas. And he wants her to look pretty when she goes to meet Jesus. And then he doesn't have enough money. So the singer of the song pays for the shoes and then congratulates himself about how he's like a miracle mm. worker. And he gave this great gift to this kid for his dying Some mom. Some
1: shoes. Like, were they had to pay less? Like Exactly.
0: Like, well, there's so wow. much wrong with that. First of all, just gross. Like, it's just, it's the most base, like, playing on, like, emotions for nothing. You know? Someone's gonna die a But second of all, it's so self-congratulatory. The singer's like, I did this, and you wouldn't believe, you know, yeah. how amazing I am because I paid for this kid's shoes, so now everything's fine. I don't yeah. know. I don't like it. However, there is. You
1: like one version. There's one
0: fun version. I forget the band that even does it, but it's on this X Christmas compilation. We have Tooth and Nail put it out, and they just do like this really funny, like upbeat pop punk, almost like post punk album or or song version of it. And if you didn't know that's the song, like the kids, you and the kids just thought it was like a fun like pop punk Christmas song, right? Mm -hmm. But no, it's them singing this like totally downer song. (laughs) So to me, they make it fun, but it's like ironic. Right. The actual song itself, to me, is, ugh. (laughs) So there you go. Those are the two Christmas songs I don't care for. But all the rest, you can just count them off.
1: One over. Even
0: the controversial ones that people don't care for, like the, the uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day, or, um,
1: we wish you a merry Christmas.
0: Well, no, I've seen like that Paul McCartney one, you know, war is over, love all, all all those, love all of them. (laughs) Those are the only two I can't stand. How about you guys? Favorite Christmas songs? Any you don't like? Do you not like? There are people that don't like Christmas music, and I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, it's the most deeply nostalgic. And it fulfills, like, both parts of the Christmas thing for me, because I absolutely love the nostalgic American Christmas celebration presents and Christmas movies and songs, but also, like, some very deeply, you know, religious, celebratory, worshipful songs, Mm -hmm. you know, and you've got all of that, and all mixed in together, and... It's just great. Yeah. Love it. That's my top five. All right. Write us in at mandarinornshow at gmail.com and tell us yours. And now it's time for something we haven't done in a long time. It's movie time. Movie time.
1: Well, we have to talk about movie time this week because Phil... He almost wanted to record like the day after we recorded just to talk about this movie.
0: Yes. Well, real quick, we're going to go way back because we haven't done movies in a long time. We're going to get to that in a second. We haven't gone to the movies. This is all movies we watched on streaming, yes. obviously, or DVDs or whatever. So we're going to talk about three older ones that we watched because we really enjoyed them. And we want yes. to like get those out of the way before we get to the meat of this year. <laughs> so here's three movies we watched and we loved. Number one... The Sleepover. and I guess it's just two. Watch Party is just the subject. Yes. <laughs> two movies that we watched where we were really like, The Sleepover was really fun, like, family-friendly, like, adventure, heist. Yeah, the heist. Kids
1: watched it with us.
0: It was really, really good.
1: It was, fu- it was fun. I mean, we watched this a while ago.
0: Ken Marino is in it. I think we may have even mentioned it at the time, but we didn't delete it and I can't remember, so shout out to that one.
1: Yeah. It's watch really, really it. funny.
0: Definitely watch the Sleepover. You could watch it with like older kids again. It's like a right. heist adventure kind of right. thing. And then the other one we watched was Enola Holmes, which oh, not so necessarily good. with the kids, but so But we good.
1: decided the kids could probably They could
0: handle. It. There's a couple of scenes that are a little violent, but you could definitely like cover their eyes for a couple spots right. and then for the, you know, it's not really like language or sexy stuff or anything like that.
1: And again, our kids are 10 and 12, so they're, well, they're yes. getting into the older years. I know, just years.
0: as a parent, I always appreciate like recommendations that take into account a kid watching because right. it, it matters, you know, so it helps. That's all. Right. Um, but it was fantastic. I loved it. And I really hope they do more. Because it definitely set up that she could continue to solve cases and stuff. Right. Um,
1: They left it open.
0: And it stars Eleven from Stranger Stranger Things. Things, So you got to watch it. It's great. Okay, let's get to the meat here. Which order are we going to do it? Because we watched two Christmas movies... Well, are- let's
1: start with Let's start with mine because we talked about it on the last episode, and I found it.
0: Okay, because this two Christmas movies that are so fantastic, in their own way. So first, tell us okay, about yours. So
1: last episode, I talked about this, um, movie where it's like three. I said elderly gentlemen, um, who like are on camels. And they think they're the three wise men, and they, like, go on a mission through the city. And
0: through the mall, specifically, remember. And I,
1: I remember the mall. The mall in Torrance, where I grew up. Um, and I found it on YouTube. It is a movie called The Three Kings. Not Three Kings. Not That's with Mark Wahlberg.
0: Movie. Yeah, different movie. It's
1: called The Three Kings, and apparently it wasn't Three Elderly Gentlemen. One of the kings was Lou Diamond Phillips.
0: Yes, it was three mental patients who <laughs> yes. escape a mental facility on camels through a very convoluted plot. Yes. And they go on an adventure through and, the city, including the mall. You did remember that part. Yeah, accurately. and
1: they thought they were the kings. And they went into like their history, like, I'm king, blah, blah, blah. From Melchior <laughs> and
0: Belshazzar. There was a lot of like extra biblical like appropriation uh-huh. like w- very very little of what they quoted was actual from the Bible three kings it was a lot of tradition and stuff like that you know
1: But it it was really funny because like these three mental patients escape on a camel and like the whole police force is looking for them With by vehicles. helicopter Vehicle, and they can't find them till the end of the movie.
0: And keep like, in mind, they actually watch them. Like they're on the property of this mental facility. Yeah, they see the three wise men escaping on the on the camels, yeah. and they all set From out in pursuit security. on cars, and they're not able to catch up to them because yes. they go over the desert supposedly. Yes. But like it, the timing and it's crazy. And then. They're, so we figured they're probably up in like Palmdale, Lancaster area, like like north mm-hmm. northwest a little bit of Los Angeles. And they go from there to Los Angeles proper and will eventually wind up all the way down to Torrance overnight.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And meanwhile, they're driving in cars chasing them. Like
1: driving through the night.
0: And it takes like through the night to go from Palmdale to L.A., which is maybe like 45 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that, depending on traffic. I mean, it could be longer, but that was not the issue here. And the camels are able to make it all the way down to Torrance and then back into, like, downtown L.A., an hour ahead of all the guys in cars.
1: But let me just tell you, okay, they do a big scene at the Galleria Mall in Torrance. Now, this mall is not like it used to be in the 80s. This movie was 1987. It was a
0: great, like, snapshot of the 80s, though.
1: This mall was like where I spent many a day. Like, my mom loved shopping there. In fact, we saw some of her favorite stores Nordstrom's, Lane Bryant's. Like, we saw them. The Red Robin was there. (laughs) A Red Robin that we used to eat at was in the background. And you could see, like, the mall was so unique at the time because it was. Three or four levels, and then it had this amazing, like, dome. Like, sky dome. Yeah. And you could see that from the shots,
0: too. So. Well, and then... Oh, also, the main doctor at the mental facility, it was the mom from Malcolm in the Mill. Yes. Just Just to throw that out there. So, they wind up fighting. They, they go into a... A used car salesman thing. Mm-hmm. They're in his commercial. And then they eventually wind up on Skid Row, mm-hmm. where all of the homeless people they imagine are, like, the people in Bethlehem. Yeah,
1: they're, like, flashback to, like, people that are homeless to wearing Bible outfits.
0: And then, and I guess these are all spoilers, so if you don't want to have this, like, bizarre 1980s TV made-for-TV movie spoiled... Oh, you
1: definitely need to watch it, though. You
0: should still, but it ends with... One of the wise men saving a baby that's choking by cutting its neck open with a pocket knife. A homeless <laughs> dude hands him. And they also hand him his, like, lighter from lighting his crack pipe to, like, <laughs> sterilize it. And he cuts the baby's neck to, like, save it.
1: But the funny part is, is like, there's police officers there, too. But the, like, they let the mental patient do it. Stayed.
0: Um, It's bizarre, you guys. It's so crazy. There's also some, like, very questionable... I mean, they they deal with racism a bit, which mm-hmm. is, again, like, a whole, like, side plot that's seems totally unconnected to the rest yeah. of the movie. But in a very insensitive way. I mean, like, in the end, their point is, like, racism is, is bad, but, like, there's some there's very dated ra- ref- racist references in it, which may be uncomfortable for many viewers. Although, again, I mean, they do have a good message in the end, but how they get there, ooh. yeah Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's... It's fantastic, though. (laughs) Very weird. Very bizarre. Very nonsensical. Yes. Because they're in helicopters, and they can't find these people on camels?
1: (laughs) On three large camels.
0: Oh, and there's an Irish policeman in downtown L.A. with, like, a very thick Irish accent.
1: Oh, he kind of goes in and out of
0: the Irish accent. Well, definitely (laughs) not a real Irish accent, I should say, but...
1: But he lets him go because... Why did he let him
0: go? I don't know the, the logic of that movie. Oh, and they also get involved in a like Fast and Furious style race <laughs> down right. in the like L A. River Basin, you know, like and, in the cement. And the
1: the girl who like looks like she's like a girl on Greece. The yeah, baby they're Greece. all
0: dressed like from the fifties.
1: Um, she really likes Lou Diamond Phillips.
0: But then he went crazy yeah, and screamed never. at her to go away.
1: <laughs> and then he's like, "Did I just yell?" Did I just scream?
0: Oh my gosh, you guys! It's highly recommended and super bizarre, but even more bizarre yeah, is
1: we got one the crown
0: jewel. Like I can't believe this movie exists. I can't like believe I said, it ever got made. We
1: wanted to record right after we watched it.
0: I hope we can recapture the magic of it, you guys. Oh, we will. So this is a movie that you said you remembered watching. I've
1: watched kid. it actually several times. Once you, I didn't remember at first, but then as soon as the first scene, I was like, oh, I've seen this.
0: So we are going to spoil this movie, but I want you guys to watch it. So if you want to watch it without being spoiled at all, there's a movie, it's on Disney Plus, and it's called One Magic Christmas. And it's the worst most bizarre Christmas movie ever made. And so if you want to watch it first, you can go do that and come back here. But this is one like I remember seeing it probably advertised on Disney Channel, mm-hmm. I want to say like I watched I was aware it existed, but I don't think I ever actually watched it.
1: Yeah, I, it was a Disney Channel.
0: The premise of this Maybe. movie. So it's supposed it's called One Magic Christmas. And there's a very poor family living in a very poor town who are being evicted from their house.
1: It's kind of like um like a Hershey
0: like a company town, right, like where the they all work for town, the mill they all or whatever.
1: Have company housing.
0: And so they're being evicted for I don't know if we ever figured out why. They well, have no money got for laid Christmas. Off, I think. Yeah. They have no money for Christmas. The kids are asking for, like, small things. And the mom, played by Mary Steenburgen, is, like, super grumpy about it all the time. She doesn't
1: even wish people Merry Christmas.
0: Yes. And so... Uh, Harry Dean Stanton plays <laughs> this angel guy, but he's Santa's angel. We find out Santa calls to him and he like sits on top of trees playing harmonicas. <laughs> and, and he's, he's not so- dressed like an angel. He's dressed like a creeper in a trench coat.
1: He's so creepy.
0: And he sits at the top of a tree and Santa tells him like here's your assignment. This lady's like really down on Christmas, right? So throughout the show, throughout the movie, he keeps appearing to their daughter, like in the street. Their
1: young daughter. Comes
0: up to her, and again, he looks very, very much creeper with like a trench mm-hmm. coat or whatever, and he tells her like, I'm here to help you, and I'm going to take care of you, but don't tell don't your mommy tell and daddy anybody. it's our secret. And like the whole time, we're waiting for like, is this like a creeper like kidnapping thing, or is he really? No, it turns out he really is Santa's angel who just happens to be a creeper, right? So this happens all throughout he's but like talking he, to like, the mom. He sneaks
1: up on the mom too. Yeah, while angel. she's
0: all alone and she's freaked out by him. So this is happening. So the daughter runs away at one point. Well,
1: before the daughter runs away, remember the Christmas angel um shows up in her room.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. He pops <laughs> up in the middle of the night standing sitting over her in her bed and the light just pops on. <laughs> And instead of, like, because we were, like, like we thought, like, he was there to murder her. But the little girl's, like, oh, hi, you're here. And then he, like, gives her a magic snow globe, right? So, anyway, fast forward to, like, I think it's Christmas Eve, right? Mm -hmm. They're at a gas station.
1: And every moment in this movie is depressing and their parents are fighting and... There's a little girl Everyone's down the poor. street that can't have a bike and She's who's, even more
0: poor than them. It
1: played by uh,
0: Sarah Sarah Polly. Sarah Pauly, yeah. In a very small role. So they're at a gas station and they see this guy who's like so poor, he's trying to sell the gas station attendant his car for like fifty bucks and he won't take it, and then he's got like a toaster or something, what was it? Microwave? No, a camp stove. The
1: camp stove. And he's trying
0: to get some money for that. And then everyone just ignores Nothing. him. And
1: his kid's in the car and like.
0: Dad, how are we going to eat? <laughs> you know. So she ignores him and goes off to her job. She works at a grocery store. where, By the way, the grocery store guy is creeping on her, but also like super abusive and takes like control mm-hmm. and hits her and touches her in weird ways and yes. stuff like that. This is a movie called One Magic Christmas. I want to point out. So then she, the grocery store is right across from the bank. So the meanwhile, while she's at the store uh, working, the dad is going in the bank asking for a loan because they're so poor. Right. And he's getting turned down for a loan. But while he's in there, he leaves the kids in the car first of all, like to stay in the car, kids, and like you know rolls up the window and locks the doors or whatever. So the girl comes out and goes. Into the grocery store. To get the mom. To get the mom. Or
1: to say hi. And then she gave away dad's secret.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, the mom's talking to the girl. And so the creeper boss fires the mom for, like, having her daughter walk in there. Mm -hmm. And so she's now, not only are they so poor, but now she's lost her job, which is their only income. So she goes across the street to yell at the dad in the bank. She puts the girl back in the car, goes in the bank. Meanwhile, in the bank... The guy who she didn't help at the grocery store is trying at to ro- at the gas station. Gas station yeah. He's trying to rob the bank, and in the escape, like the dad steps in to try to help, and he shoots the dad and kills him. So, he is dead. Yeah, this is a movie called One, One Magic, Magic Christmas. Christmas. So now the dad's dead. The mom's freaking out. He runs out. She's he,
1: like crying. He over takes him. a
0: hostage with him, but mm-hmm. then he throws the hostage off and runs and steals a car, which is their car with their two kids in mm-hmm. the back seat. And takes off with them. So now the mom leaves her dead husband to run out after the car. And she winds up stealing a car from someone else mm-hmm. to chase after the car that he stole.
1: And then it ran out of gas.
0: Her car runs out of gas. The police pick her up. They have set up like a barricade. The kids are in the backseat talking to this murderer who just killed their dad. And they set up a barricade at a, a bridge. And he like starts to gun down, you know, to head down and run down the police. He hits their car, spins out, and the car goes off the bridge into the water and, and sinks to the dies. bottom and they all die
1: the kids the and kids the
0: and the murderer murder this is a movie called one magic christmas <laughs> which was rated g and on disney channel so now the mom is at home totally depressed
1: crying. she
0: lost her job her husband and both of her kids She's all in like, one day
1: totally having a breakdown nobody's there to like
0: well her the, super- her in-law her like father-in-law comes yeah. for a bit but he's not very like emotionally supportive. involved so then, the angel, the creeper you, angel, the creeper angel comes like flying up out of the water, and he is like brought the two kids back to life, and he brings them home to the house.
1: But not the murder. Well, no, he
0: brings them to the police, and the police bring them home to the house. Not the murder. He let the murderer be dead still. And so now the two kids are back alive. But then we have a scene where the mom, now that her kids are back from the dead, has to tell them that their dad is dead. And there's a whole scene where mm. she's like telling them, and the kids. Very and she's dumb.
1: like, the kid's like, this kid's like five or six, but goes... No,
0: she's at least like seven, eight.
1: She goes, daddy's, daddy's never been dead before.
0: I want him to come back for Christmas. And the that kid's like, is he dead forever? And like...
1: another kid was way older.
0: He was like 12 or something. <laughs> like, they're not smart. And so the mom has to like explain how their dad's never coming back. He's dead for good. The kids are all upset. And then after the mom goes away crying, the kids are talking. And the little girl's like, I want daddy to come back from the dead so that mommy won't be sad for Christmas. (laughs) Which is like... just This is a movie called One Magic Christmas. So eventually... She's, like, really sad, and she's talking to the brother, and she realizes the angel, maybe the angel can bring her dad back from the dead. So, the angel, she calls out to the angel. He shows up, and he's like, I can't bring your dad back from the dead. No,
1: she runs away. Oh, she
0: runs away to find him. And
1: the mom goes running after her, and she disappears. Like, so she thinks her daughter's been kidnapped. That's right.
0: So, now... The kids died, were brought back from the dead, and now the daughters run away again.
1: And in a way she has been kidnapped, Phil, because where did the magic angel take? The her?
0: magic angel took her to the North Pole. Because he said he couldn't bring her dad back from the dead, but he thought maybe someone he knew could. And since he's one of Santa's angels, he brings him to Santa he brings her to Santa out. Claus. So she walk he brings her, he sets her off towards their house. He can't go in himself for whatever reason. (laughs) But he sends her off, and Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus are there. Santa Claus has, it like, I think it's a thick German accent, if I remember Uh correctly. And she asks, tells him about her dad being dead, and he's like, I can't bring your dad back to life. That's not something I can do. And then she's all sad again. But he's like, there is someone that can. It's your mom. (laughs) And she's like, what? Well, apparently, because the mom doesn't believe in Santa Claus and doesn't believe in Christmas... That's why the dad is dead, and if she would only believe in Christmas, the dad could come oh. back from the dead.
1: And let's not forget, so there's no elves at this factory. Oh no! This
0: is the best part. I was building up to okay, this. Okay, good, good. this is the crowning glory there's of this no entire elves movie. At this factory. No, they, he takes her through the factory. And we see all the workers there, but it's just a bunch of random people of like all ages. A lot of older people, though. And they all say hi to her. A lot of them in different languages. And she's like, where are the elves? And he's like, oh, there's no elves that work here. When people die, they come to work in my factory.
1: (laughs) For eternity. And they become
0: an angel, and they come and work in our factory. So these are all dead people who are angels that work in his factory. So according to theology of One Magic Christmas, a G-rated movie on Disney+, Plus." When you die, you become an angel and you become a slave laborer for Santa Claus for all of eternity in his factory in the North Pole. Because these people aren't happy to work there either.
1: No. Like, they're all mopey. And
0: then at one point, he's, like, looking for something and he, like, yells out at one of the workers and the worker's like, ah, and gets up with, like, the breath of ages escaping from his lungs because he's so miserable working as a slave for Santa. He has to go push the... The ladder over so that Santa can find the letter that the girl's mom wrote when she was a little girl.
1: One Magic Christmas.
0: When you die, according to One Magic Christmas, you become a slave worker for Santa in the North Pole. And then and so the other angel that's been helping them, he was someone that died, but because he died while trying to rescue someone, he gets to be a Christmas angel <laughs> to go and like creep out on people to help them to believe in Christmas again. He doesn't have to work in the factory, which is probably why he didn't want to go talk to Santa, because he (laughs) didn't want to get pulled into the factory to have to work for all eternity. Now we know. Now we know. So now that she's got this letter, Santa sends her back with the guy to her house, and she has the letter. She's real tired. Mom puts her to bed, but she's like, oh, Santa sent this letter for you. And the mom pulls this letter out, and it's the letter she wrote to Santa when she was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And it was just like she wanted a, I don't know, rocking horse or whatever. It was nothing, like, special. It was just... She recognized that it was her letter, and so to her, that meant Santa Claus was real. Although, if it was at our house, it would have just been like from a box of stuff out in the garage, like, oh, here's something from when I was a kid, you know. (laughs) But no, in her mind, that meant Santa was real. So she takes the letter that her daughter wrote earlier in the movie that she wouldn't deliver and goes out to the mailbox and sends it. And the angel watches her, and once it gets sent, her husband is back to life and walks down the street and gives her a (laughs) hug. Oh,
1: late time. It,
0: yeah, yeah. It sends it back like it's the day before, and she has a chance to like help the guy at the gas station, so he doesn't murder her husband and her kids.
1: Yeah, and how did she help him? Not she, murder her husband. She bought
0: the stove for the fifty camp bucks. Stove. The camp stove.
1: And he's like, "Merry Christmas." Which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, because remember I said she doesn't say Merry Christmas. She did not say Merry Christmas back to him. Ugh. Still, still, she's still in her waist.
0: But at least she gave him 50 bucks. She still took the camp stove, though. She didn't, like, say, <laughs> here, just have 50 bucks. She took the stove. Yeah,
1: no, she wants the stove.
0: But then he didn't murder her husband and kids, and that's one magic Christmas.
1: Fa la 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 la
0: Oh, my gosh, you guys. It is... Ma- it's... You must see it. It's the most bizarre, <laughs> twisted, like, I don't know how it got made. What executives so it was were smoking the whole
1: time. And the funny part is is like I have very strong memories of watching this movie as a kid and not thinking it was creepy or depressing or anything.
0: It is bizarre. I can't believe it was made and you all must watch it. It's on Disney Plus. One Magic Christmas, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, check it out. Check it out. I don't know how I could top that. That's just the it's the craziest movie.
1: All right, so with uh, that, Phil, I think our best subject to kind of get that out of our minds is
0: game night. Yes. It's right, game night. Time to talk some board games to cleanse our palate (laughs) from One Magic Christmas. You guys have to watch it. Seriously. (laughs) Please write it. It's crazy. I want someone to watch it and tell me that I'm not crazy because I think that movie really exists. (laughs) And I don't think I made it up in my head. I'm pretty sure that that what I just recounted to you is an accurate depiction (laughs) of the strangest Christmas movie ever made. (sighs) Well, we did play some board games. um, So we're just going to talk about those real quick. Uh, Tell us what we played, You know.
1: So... Um, as we told you before, Audrey is very into life.
0: The so game of life.
1: We got her these life cards, and uh, so it's all playing cards, and that was really fun.
0: Yeah, life the like the card game. Mm-hmm. It was very different from. Uh, it was
1: nothing like the game. Yeah,
0: like loosely related, but it was a fun like family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like collaborative, I guess, but.
1: No, it was the first. It was the richest person stuff yeah. at the end of their life.
0: But it was just a fun, you know, and you kind of do a little bit of storytelling. It's definitely going to play the best with people who don't mind being a little creative and having mm-hmm. some fun with it, you know. Um, but it was quick. It was quick. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. Audrey definitely enjoyed it yes. as a fan of life. So,
1: so anytime we can get a different rendition of a game that our children like to play a lot, yeah. it's good.
0: So now Luke absolutely loves The Legend of Zelda. So if ever there's a Legend of Zelda-themed game, we usually pick that up. And so we played The Legend of Zelda Monopoly, which we got him for Christmas, which is almost identical to regular Monopoly, except the theming, obviously.
1: So do you do rupees.
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, there's rupees instead of dollars. All no, the
1: properties are named after places in the legend yeah you got Death
0: Mountain Hyrule Castle whatever however the go to jail and jail sign are identical they didn't change that at all
1: but what is your thought on that that maybe they have to have
0: I have a feeling like if you're officially licensed they have those things that make it I bet you Monopoly doesn't do it where you change those things up that's my guess Because everything else is totally themed to it. The only changes at all from the regular rules are they dumbed it down a bit. And this may be just modern Monopoly games. Because I haven't purchased a new Monopoly game in a long time. But when you pay uh, property tax. um, I think it's property tax. Whatever it is. The taxes when you first pass go like four spaces in, I think it is. Um, It used to be it was $200 or I think 15% of your wealth. And they don't have the 50% option anymore. (laughs) And there's another one where they don't do... Oh, when you pay back your mortgage, you're supposed to pay like 10% in addition to your mortgage. You know, if you borrow $100, dollars you got to pay back 110 to pay it off. Nope. And they don't have that either. So, you all your mortgages are interest-free. I think that's it. I think they dumbed it down because people don't know how to do percent.
1: Well, it made the game go faster.
0: It did. I mean, well, I don't know if that did, but...
1: Are you kidding me? We played in like a day.
0: That's just because I'm really good at Monopoly.
1: Oh, please. You were dealt a Monopoly. I wasn't
0: dealt a Monopoly. I earned a Monopoly by landing on the mall. <laughs>
1: it's luck.
0: There's a lot of luck involved in Monopoly. But I know how to play it well if I do get a good hand, <laughs> and and I did. So we finished it quickly. Um, but, yeah, it, it was, I mean, it's Monopoly. Um, but it's fun. The kids, like, we've played... Digital bing, versions bing, bing. of Monopoly, but I don't know. I think when they were little, they we tried it. To... but
1: they're too... Uh, they didn't remember.
0: Yeah, they didn't remember it. So and we played a lot of other board games, but they just weren't super familiar with it. So. They really liked it. Yeah, it was fun.
1: They were like, oh, oh, this is fun. Yeah.
0: So I think they'll want to play more. And we have, like, regular Monopoly, too, you know. Yeah. And then on Thanksgiving, we did some uh, virtual, virtual games. games, like remote games with my family what did we play?
1: So we played Smart Donkey. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's the not called Smart Donkey. That's the
0: um the edited version. Although the kids know what that word is. Yes, they know it's the same as donkey.
1: We don't even cover it with tape on the box. It's just there.
0: It's hard though. It's hard for them.
1: It is. They're so. Well behaved. <laughs> they
0: are, but then we listen to Christmas music and it says uh, when ox and ass are <laughs> singing or whatever the lyric like, is. Word. No, but they know it means donkey. Yeah, um, and then we also played five second rule.
1: Yeah, those are great games to play um, remotely. Remotely um, with smart donkey, if you only have one person or one side that has the box. One person can kind of be the, um, the host, the master of ceremonies, but what we did was we got a box for Phil's family too, so that every both can sides can through. participate. Yeah.
0: And then five second rule, you can arrange it so you really only need one set of it, and that's a f- great little quick yeah. party game for. It's a fun one that you can play with really anyone, um, but I really like it. There's some party games where they dumb them down for the lowest common denominator and they drive me crazy like I'm not a huge fan of apples to apples because Because of of that that. like I get it it's great that anyone can understand it but it's just not fun to me yeah but this one is one that is genuinely fun for all age levels and I highly recommend it's super cheap on Amazon and it's really easy to do remotely so definitely recommend five second rule yes and uh, that's, that's it that's it for board games for this time yeah so I'm pretty good since it's been like less than a week. Yeah. And um, it's also been less than a week since we closed out our show on the last episode.
1: Well, let's do it.
0: I think we should. Like, I feel like it would be a good, like, one week celebration of the last time we <laughs> finished a show off.
1: It's been weird, like, since is not on Monday nights. Yeah. They moved it to Tuesday our nights. Our
0: schedule's all thrown so. off now.
1: But it's good for you, because now we have a time you can record.
0: But it's bad for the laundry, because the kids always have to wear their team t-shirts on Tuesdays for school. And you used to fold the laundry on Monday, so we knew we had those ready, and now we don't ever.
1: Now it's just a fever.
0: Yeah, it's a, a scramble flicking. in the morning trying to find where those t-shirts are, because <laughs> I know I washed them, but I don't know where they <laughs> went.
1: Can we have more than one? That's something that I would purchase gladly.
0: You could probably ask for that. I don't know. I'm gonna
1: get a hold of somebody.
0: I don't know that that's interesting for everyone else to hear about though.
1: <laughs> that's real life, guys. <laughs>
0: that's real life, yeah. Um not like You hear about real life. It's a good slice of life.
1: <laughs> exactly. Real coming of age. Yeah, people like slices of yeah, life.
0: Yeah, slice of life podcasts. <laughs>
1: You heard it here. It's
0: also tr- We also, I mean, I think if people want to put us in a category, slice of life, hopefully some comedy, definitely a little travel, but also some true crime.
1: True crime? Yeah,
0: like when Little Caesars ripped us off. <laughs> Or that one uh, hotel that tried to rip us off.
1: Why don't you put some hashtag true crime? Oh, I bet we can like, get a lot of listeners right for our true crime. on the bottom. I
0: think so, yeah. I think that's such an accurate... It, it's more like true minor crime. <laughs> it's more like true rip-off. I don't know. But I think there's an angle mm-hmm. there. Let's work that.
1: Yeah. Our show is all going to be about very minor <laughs> crimes. Yeah. Although we've talked about some bigger ones. Like uh
0: What's the biggest crime we've talked about? That
1: that place in Joshua tree that puts drugs on people's pillows.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: And then and then just kept taking money. He just kept charging yeah. our account.
0: Well, and we've talked about it a couple of times when our credit cards were compromised as well.
1: Yeah. So I mean so that's
0: crime. It's it true is crime.
1: True crime. Gosh, we're
0: rebranding, guys. It's a true <laughs> tri- true crime podcast now. Did you know some people in our town have their mail stolen? True crime.
1: I think we've had our mail stolen. We have. Remember that person like opened our envelope yeah. and then put it back in the mailbox?
0: Hashtag true crime. <laughs> I can't believe we are a true crime podcast now.
1: Okay, do it. <laughs> put oh I am. It's gonna be
0: it's gonna be huge. All those all those other shows better look out. <laughs> I and mean, we don't have murders or anything like that, but, you know. <laughs> people More people can and identify with mail theft. Yeah. You know, more Why people have experience audience? with that. Yeah, so we're just casting the net. All right, I think that's going to do it here, folks. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate your listenership. And um, we will see you guys next week. Yep. Make sure you write us at show at gmail.com and uh, let us know how you're doing. Keep an eye out for Blue Christmas coming up on December 12th. And also look for the next in our series, Pop Vox Presents Short Live Streams from Excellent Indie Bands. That's the subtitle. There you
1: go.
0: I'm sticking with it. Go for Once it. Once I've said it, now it's, it's in. It's canon. Stone. Alright, thanks wife for recording with me. Thanks Hubbo. It's been nice sitting next to you on the couch.
1: It has been.
0: So for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Janelle.
0: And we talk so you don't have to.